You know, you got a couple chances this week to get yourself qualified for the ultimate summer giveaway. Uh, a mega uh, giveaway today. Uh, we're uh, actually teaming up with uh, not only our stations that are doing the ultimate summer giveaway, but also the Screaming Yellow Summer oh. from Rock 107. That sounds special. Oh, it's it's Screaming Special. Yeah. <laughs> the Screaming Yellow Summer. Yeah. And we're going to have a, a special broadcast at uh, Schroeder Furniture today. Oh, nice. So it's going to be great. Go. We're going to be all uh, taking over the parking lot. And uh, oh. they have all kinds of great things going on there. So that'll happen uh, from 11, 11 to 1. Okay. But you'll have time today as well to uh, to get yourself qualified. Get all the details, WSJM.com and the WSJM app. There's a whole lot of stuff going on in the news uh, one of the big things was uh, the Supreme Court did a lot of their their final decisions of the I guess the the season finale of decisions yeah. with a lot of different things because they they had quite a lot of things to decide on. They did, they did, and they waited for the like the the ba the best ones for the finale <laughs> where everybody was just on the edge of their seat wondering, hey, what's going on here? And they made some big decisions. Well, I mean, they issued the, they issued the ruling, uh, their last rulings of the of the session um, on Friday, mm -hmm. and then we went on holiday. Yeah. And then the Monday was kind of weird because it was the third, and then yesterday was July fourth. So we really haven't had a chance to talk about mm -hmm. it. Um, but but just to reinforce what many probably already know, uh, turns out you can't spend four hundred billion dollars without authorization from Congress mm. if you're the president. Okay. Yeah. So four hundred billion dollars worth of loan forgiveness uh, tabled uh, at this moment, uh, and that happened last Friday. The U.S. Supreme Court issuing its ruling that the Biden administration overstepped its authority in trying to forgive that amount of student loans. Um, decision means essentially twenty million people who thought they were going to get free of their college debt with mm -hmm. this with this proposal are still on the hook for repayment. Mm -hmm. In Michigan, that means about 864,000 people. Wow. More than half a million Michiganders had already applied for and been approved for the loan forgiveness. Right. <laughs> so that has been rescinded. Uh, the president saying, well, this this decision closes one avenue, but we're mm -hmm. going to try again. Mm -hmm. So they're going to they they promise to keep pushing forward. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, it's been interesting because, yeah, the, the part where because I think everybody thought like, OK, this seems like a great idea. Right. Yeah. And forgive my loans. Okay. This seems like maybe this is something they can do under this uh, emergency act. Yep. And they thought, okay, we're 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 doing what's by the book. But yeah. of course, Congress and other people said, mm, hold, pump the brakes here. Yeah. The thing that was weird was the fact that they were like, hey, we're doing this. Go <laughs> sign up. Get approval. <laughs> And get excited. That's the thing that sucks is all these people that are just like, wait a minute. So I've got approval for this. Yeah. And now I can't get it. So yeah. what are you going to do for me? Well, and, and, you know, I mean, some of these people have already spent that money. Yeah. And they, they make making all those plans of, yeah. okay, if I've got this cleared, that's, <laughs> that means I can start moving on with my life and moving yeah. forward with different yeah. things. Yeah. You know, buy a house or something like that. Or because boat. Yeah. These student student loans are that's the thing is there's still a crisis. There's a lot of people under major debt because of uh, the high costs of higher education.
Yeah. So uh, a good uh, civics lesson here. Yeah. <laughs> Don't count your chickens before they're hatched. Exactly. Uh, federal student loan borrowers have not had to make a payment, a repayment overall mm -hmm. since March of 2020 uh, when the pandemic began. Uh, the Trump administration pausing that repayment program. Congress and the president saying, okay, that'll restart later this summer. I think September is when it's going to mm. kick right. back in. All right. Yeah. Whew. Student loans. That's a, that's a big one. There yeah. you go. There you go. Still to come. Yeah. This is one of those like Ryan Seacrest cliffhangers <laughs> uh, that everybody's been waiting to see what happens next. You because I, that's what that's what Biden said. He's like, eh, I want to <laughs> try and figure out what else we can do here. There's always next season. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, let's talk about uh, what this other... Uh, the social media? Yeah, the judge uh, in, was it Louisiana? Yeah, yeah. What it basically equates to a temporary restraining order, the judge in Louisiana, a federal judge in Louisiana, ruled that the Biden administration likely violated the First Amendment, freedom of speech, oh. when during the pandemic it was encouraging, coaching, asking social media platforms to take certain stuff down. Mm. Yeah, during the COVID-19 pan pandemic, uh, there was widespread doubt, uncertainty. Uh, the United States government, perhaps with all of its best intentions, <laughs> uh, the judge wrote, seemed to have assumed a role similar to the Orwellian Ministry of Truth. Oh. Yeah, it's a 155-page opinion saying you can't do this. Um Apparently, they were massaging social media for the purpose of discouraging or removing First Amendment protected speech, according to the judge. And uh, the ruling appears to take effect immediately. It basically says the Biden administration is not allowed to go talk to the leaders of social media to say, hey, uh, maybe you don't want to put this up there. or Maybe you should take that down. Mm. Um yeah, a wide range of topics were suppressed on social media at the urging of administration officials, including the opposition to COVID vaccines, masking, lockdowns, uh, the lab, COVID lab leak theory, opposition to the validity of the elections. I mean, there were, there were a number of things that the Biden administration was talking to social media about. Judge says, hey, that was wrong. Don't do it again. Okay. Uh, the judge, the judge's order can be appealed by the Fifth Circuit District. Mm. Uh, Fifth, Fifth District has already told that judge, uh, no, you're going too far here, but it'll play out in the courts. Yeah. But then is that judge even paying attention to what all the social media is doing to people <laughs> when they're trying to say stuff? Because right. there's stuff that you see on, on, on social media that's like, okay, wait, if I got my post taken down, how come their post isn't taken down? You see some of the stuff and they're not really regulated uh, too much by by certain things. There's some some rules, but some yeah. of them they're like, eh, it's different. It's the internet. You can do whatever. Well, right, because I mean, we're regulated. Right. Federal Communications Commission could come in here and say, hey, but you're violating media. this, that, and the other thing. But social media, no. Yeah. There's it's no. Wild, there's wild no. West. No exact. There's no. There's communication FCC for us, but yeah, there's no social media CCC whatever. <laughs> but what they're saying is, is Look, as a as a government, you you, you overstepped your boundaries mm -hmm. here. Can't go against the First Amendment. Now there's more social media coming out now. Oh yeah, threads. This is why. See, if you always follow the dollar, this is why Zuckerberg and Elon Musk were going to battle. They were going to duke it out. Yeah, the MMA fight. Remember they that? Were do. Yeah, they haven't. They haven't set a date that I mm -hmm. that I'm aware of on this one yet. But it looks like the date is pretty certain as to when uh, Zuckerberg and Meta and Facebook, et cetera, are going to launch threads. 
Okay. This so is a totally new thing. Totally new platform. <laughs> totally new platform. So if Twitter wasn't enough for you, if you're mad at the way Elon Musk is managing Twitter, uh -huh. maybe Threads is your alternative. Uh, Meta is poised to launch a new app to, that appears to mimic Twitter, marking a direct challenge to the social media platform that wow. uh, Elon Musk controls. The listing for the app uh, called Threads is already on Apple's App Store. It's billed as a text-based conversation app that is linked to Instagram. Wow. So we've got <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, Threads, all by one company. Yeah. we got the Twitter. Yep. Uh, Snapchat, that still exists? I I'm think sure. that's still I'm out sure. there. WeChat, Snapchat, uh, there's, Chat, uh, there's that Be Real one. Have you seen that no, one? I haven't seen that, that one. You're supposed to take a picture, like front front camera and, yeah. and the other camera whenever it tells you. And you oh. can't, you have to be real. You have to take the picture. You can't, you <laughs> can't do like any filters thing, or yeah. things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting to see, uh, all these different social medias, but I don't think, I don't think we need another one. I think no. we need less social media. Well, and in fact, uh, Elon Musk uh, with Twitter tried to limit the number of tweets you could read in a day. Yeah, I saw that. Big backlash on that one. <sighs> all kinds of messes uh, everywhere, all over the yeah. place. Yeah. How was your weekend? It was, it, I didn't have any stupid ideas. No stupid ideas? Think. Well, I did have one stupid idea, but it worked out well. Um, there was some s'mores making. Ooh, what was your, what did you do? Did you make it in a different well, way? No, well, kind of. Kind of. So, you know, the traditional s'more and being pescatarian, and we had the special vegetarian or vegan marshmallows. How do those taste? They are amazing. They oh, okay. are so good. I think it's because they, they pump up the sugar in them. Mm, nice. Uh, but, yeah, so super delicious. And instead of regular chocolate, Stephanie bought um, Reese's peanut butter bars. Oh, yeah. The peanut butter bars. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's bars now? Yeah, there are bars now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so it was really good. So graham crackers with the cinnamon sugar crust on them. Okay. <laughs> We're just sugaring up. Uh, you know, we've got the, the stove thing going, and so the, the marshmallow melty, put it on the graham cracker, put the, the chocolate Reese's peanut butter thing on it, and then make the sandwich so it's almost oozing out, uh -huh. and then carefully balance it on the fork and warm it up some more. Oh. S'more. So you're talking, you're doing this in the oven? No, you're, no, you're no. You're doing this in a, this is, a fire one outside. One of those solo stove things okay, outside yeah, 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 out yeah. in the backyard. So it's smokeless, but it burns very hot. Yeah, yeah. And so I just wanted to toast the, but, you know, I had vision. These but are I, fancy. It, you it, got solo <laughs> stove. You got uh, Reese's. You're going big on this one. It's s'mores. It's Independence Day. You had to do it's that. It's like the s'mores cousin. But I, I, I had to carefully balance the graham cracker sandwich mm -hmm. over the fire, and I did. Now, wow. Stephanie saw that, and, and it was delicious. I didn't spill yeah, it into yeah, the yeah. fire. Stephanie saw it, was jealous, wanted to try the same thing. And I know she's mm -hmm. listening right now, so I'm embellishing a little. Wanted to try the same thing, and um, yeah, made a big mess. Yeah, chocolate all over the place. Well, if Stephanie's listening right now, please let me know how to get, <laughs> how to get my hands on these, uh, these Reese's bars. Have you ever tried it with Oreos? No. And do like a s'moreo? What do you do there? I mean, I think you could use that as the outside. You got to make it, you got to do smaller marshmallows. Okay. But then you could put some chocolate in there and, and toss some, some oh, Oreos in there. That sounds Smash right. that all together. Oh my gosh. You got a s'moreo. Wow. So you, you've got you, the you Oreo. Probably, you probably need to, uh, now that I'm just thinking because <laughs> I, I'm, I'm fat and I like to eat all this stuff. <laughs> You're just spitballing uh, here. You take an Oreo. Yeah. Maybe two. Okay. 
and you got your marshmallow and then you smash that all together and you try to uh, kind of encapsulate the mm. Oreo with the with the um, marshmallow oh, that'd be with amazing. the chocolate. So you got that little, wow. little Oreo surprise. That'd be really good. The cin good call on the cinnamon sugar. Uh, <laughs> Those are so graham good. crackers, way better than the classics. <laughs> I'm, now, now that you're talking about Oreos, I think they should make the graham cracker out of Oreo cookie. Oh yeah, that'd be good. Or like a chocolate chocolate bar, like make a bar that is like a graham cracker with oh. chocolate in the middle of it. Now I'm getting hungry already. I know. Now mm. I want to make some s'mores. See, stupid ideas. I've done actually. <laughs> we made s'mores the other day. But we didn't want to build a fire and okay. get a fire going, yeah. so we actually just did it on our stove. Oh, and we're on able top to, of the stove. Yeah, because we got a fl open flame, yeah. and we just quickly, <laughs> quickly roasted the marshmallows. Did you get the sticks out? Oh yeah, for a minute. Yeah. Well, we've got like the metal sticks, like for for yeah. uh, for kebabs and the stuff. The coat hangers. Yeah. 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 And those they worked out great. Nice. So nice. I was like, eh, I don't want to build a fire and do all that stuff. Let's just do it over the uh, the stove. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, I watched the Cornhole Championship over the weekend as well. So I thought I thought there was nothing more time-consuming than watching golf. Yeah. No, this was... This you was watched Cornhole. On ESPN. <laughs> it was on the Ocho. It was Cornhole. It was the World Championship. Okay. A friend of mine was over actually watching it. It was over in Detroit. Oh, they held it here in Michigan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it's like for the world title. Oh, did we have sports coverage of this? We did not have sports coverage. This was like the Ocho, uh, apparently. They do that around the 4th. They actually, at one point in, uh, during the pandemic, actually yeah. kind of focused, because there were no real sports. Yeah. There was just like all these random random sports Made that you could stuff. do outside. And at one point, they did have the Cherry Pit Spit competition that was happening in Eau Claire. The Cherry Pit Spitting Contest. Okay. They, they actually had ESPN coverage of that. But yeah, they had the Cornhole Championship. Wow. How'd and they so do? They... Way better than I ever could. <laughs> I'm okay at the at the game of cornhole or yeah. bags or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But these guys are sinking it in every time. Are they swishing? Are they swishing it or do they do the land and it's a, lead up? It's a little bit of both. Okay. They're like, well, he's uh, in order to win, he's got to he's got to make all four of the bags and <laughs> clunk, 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 clunk. like really. And these kids, they're like kids. Uh. Like the the world championship doubles team is like. One of them's like 13 years old. Wow. And the other one's like in his early 20s. Where do you go from there? If you're <sighs> cornhole champion of the world at 13, where do you go from there? I don't know. Switch it up to a different <laughs> sport? Because that's what one of the guys that just won the, the singles championship, yeah. they're like, yeah, this guy's good at everything. Mm. He's one of those guys that was really good at um, a bunch of different other sports. And they're like, yeah, once he won a championship in that sport, he decided to go to cornhole. <laughs> Kind of like Bo Jackson. I, you know, I'm good at football. I'm going to go play baseball yeah, now. I'm just going to do a little bit of everything. Okay. It's, it's the people you hate when you go to school. And you're like, how are you able to be good at everything? Do you have a preference of cornhole and, or horseshoes? Uh, I used to like horseshoes when I was a kid, but okay. I, I, I go for the cornhole bags. It's a lot, lot easier. I don't know. This, this could start a, a riot, but I'm thinking it might be a little bit more, there might be more skill involved with horseshoes. There is. Okay. I would agree. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, I think why I've gravitated to the other one because it's simpler, it's simpler. and, and, you know, I, I even started playing that can jam. Game. What, is, what is that? That's where it looks like it's like a trash can with a hole with oh, a yeah, slot yeah, yeah. cut yeah. and you try to throw a frisbee. Yeah. You can't do that game. 
we had not very good at. We went to a cookout uh, this weekend, and and they had the can jam, except they had wiffle balls and golf clubs instead of frisbees. Oh, yeah, and they had a hole in the in the barrel. And I think once out of like two hours of hitting at the thing, the dog was chasing the ball at some point. But uh, yeah, once once it went into the hole. Yeah, I was thinking about random sports to f- start playing. Yeah. You know, I, I've got the cornhole boards in my house. I broke those out and was playing th- that over the weekend. But then um, I was thinking, I think I want to pick up pickleball. Oh. Because I was listening to uh, the, the special that we had during uh, the show yesterday because we were out. Um, they were talking about the world championships of pickleball mm-hmm. and how the sport has just grown. Probably going to be an Olympic sport here in the next, oh. uh, probably not this coming one, but, but the, the one next after. one after 2028. Okay. Their goal is to make it a a, a thing okay. and be one of the events. All right. Um, but yeah, and there's there's pickleball. There's paddle tech in Niles, I think, that yes. makes some of the best the paddles. paddles. Yeah. yeah, pickleball so paddles. I think I think we should pick up pickleball. Is this as big a thing everywhere else as it is here? Yeah. Okay. Nationwide, I think it's. Worldwide? They're hoping that it becomes worldwide with the Olympics. Yeah, and I think it will be because you look at, you know, games like ping pong and yeah. tennis, and yeah. it's basically the combination of the two. If you do it that way, uh, I think I think there's a lot of countries that would love to do that sport. Interesting. So we'll see pickleball. Um, but speaking of, uh, you know, there's pickleball <laughs> courts and things that have been popping up. You know, one of my thoughts was. Why don't we hold a tournament at the Orchards Mall since there's not a lot going on over there? Oh, yeah. Um, maybe a worldwide <laughs> cornhole pickleball tournament. But that's just one of my crazy ideas. There's a lot of ideas being thrown around with the Orchards Mall. And you recently were talking with uh, some people to get an update on things. That's right. Well, we've been we've been following what's happening with the Orchards Mall in Benton Charter mm-hmm. Township for quite some time now. And a few weeks ago, we told you about some plans that were being floated. Well, the new plan from Orchards Mall owner floated with area officials, apparently a non-starter, according to the Benton Charter Township Supervisor Kathy Yates. For years, the all-but-abandoned uh, Orchards Mall has been the talk of different ideas for how to reimagine and use the property in a better way than what's there today. As Johnny mentioned, pickleball uh, mm-hmm. could be could be an answer. About two months ago, Berrien County Commissioner Shokwe Pitchford asked the mall's owners for a proposal. And not only a plan of what they want to do to revitalize the property, but also how much capital money that they're willing to invest. So the owners did write the plan by the by the arbitrary deadline and and they shared it with Shokwe Pitchford that that was uh, then shared with a few local officials including Benton Charter Township Supervisor Kathy Yates. In an exclusive interview with WSJM, Supervisor Yates says she has seen the plan. It includes converting at least a portion of the mall into residential units. That is a plan that has been floated several times in recent years. The plan that has been delivered is not workable, and I've not heard from the Orchard Mall owners. They need to step it up. We need to. We really need to get this going because they've been uh, working with this for a couple of years. They need to work with the building department of Benton Charter Township to make this happen. It is not a residential area; it is commercial, and we're going to keep it that way. So, what you what what Kathy Yates saw in the plan mm-hmm. uh, within a couple of minutes, she said they want to convert it to residential. No, and I've told them no. Mm-hmm. 
before. So Berrien County and Benton Charter Township have been focused on that property for a number of years. Issues including a lack of property upkeep, water mains bursting, ruining some mm-hmm. uh, some property within inside, inside the businesses there. Unpaid property taxes have plagued the owners. Most recently, gulls have yeah. been an ongoing problem. So this definitely a setback for efforts to reimagine what the mall could be if it includes residential. You know, I think they got a better chance of uh, zoning it wildlife preservation <laughs> before they actually do with residential because I don't I don't see the residential it really working that way. No. I don't see that at all. No, it's I because mean, what that could do is that could open up somebody like me that says, I want to just buy the whole thing. It's going to be my house now. Oh, palace. Yeah. Johnny's palace. Like the the man cave, but a whole <laughs> 300,000 square feet or whatever haven't it is. Haven't you ever wondered, haven't you ever dreamt about, you know, boy, if this mall were my house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, many you, times. Yeah, you got Bed Bath and Beyond. You got the kitchen store. You got the entertainment store, the GameStop. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it'd be a great place. But that's not going to happen here. No. No, no. So she says no, says bad plan. So I guess where do they go from there? Well, it's one of the key stakeholders that you needed to have. Yeah. And so I, I think the next step is to reimagine the reimagining um, to see, okay, well, if we can't include residential, what is a mall of the future? What does a property use of the future look like? It sounds like a portion of this is going to have to go back to the drawing board. Yeah, and there's a lot of examples around the region as well, yeah. because I know there's some of the malls in like the Elkhart, uh, mm-hmm. St. Joseph County area in Indiana that are dealing with the same sort of problems. Exact same thing. So they, they've got some reimagining and, and the community seems to be up for it. Well, and I think the key difference in in that area of Indiana mm-hmm. is the mall owners were thinking about it sooner in their decline yep. than yep. what happened at mm-hmm. Orchard's Mall. Mm-hmm. Orchard's Mall has arguably one tenant um, yeah. that is a business. They also have the post office, which it's it's still a question as to why the U.S. Postal Service decides to take people to right. the mall. And that one tenant can pretty much operate independently. Yeah. HVAC, electrical, all that stuff right. operates separately right. from the whole building. So really, they could just detach that building mm-hmm. and then have the rest of it. A lot of questions. Oh, so we'll see what's going on with that uh, and what the future holds. But yeah. uh, I, I do think uh, just surrender it to me <laughs> or surrender it to the seagulls. The seagulls are or the, go- or the goals. The, the goals have already taken it. Yeah. <laughs> I, again, went out there a couple of days ago. Holy mackerel. Wildlife preservation. I think you zone it as that, and it becomes a zoo. Yeah. Bring some other animals in there. Why not? We've had it. There's been animals that have shown up there for shows and things. Why not just let them <laughs> loose? Could be. Uh, we'll see. Cruising on a motorcycle uh, there, Kenneth? That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Did a little bit of that this weekend. So you are a uh, you are a motorcycle guy. I uh, I enjoy motorcycles. Yeah. I, have, I I have a couple. Ooh. <laughs> you have a couple. <laughs> One one's a historic. I I have to get the historic plate for it because I think that's a lot cheaper. It's a seven. Can you do that with motorcycles? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Really? You can, you can get the historic. Nice. Yeah. Cheaper. That's cool. Yeah. So it's so a what a seventy seven. Yeah. Nineteen seventy seven Honda CB five fifty. Dang. Yeah. It's got four carburetors. So is that a boom, 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 or is that a ring, ring, ring? More of a ring, ring, ring. Somewhere in between there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the other one. But you got a Harley, so you got the, yeah, you got the. Yeah, I got the boom, boom, boom there. That's the thing is, I, (laughs) those are so loud, 
but I just love the sound yeah. a Harley makes. Yeah. Because I know I've been a part of, I've never been a, a rider myself. Okay. But being a part of all the Harley rides that, yeah. that we've done over the years for different things, I just love that. Sitting in the parking lot, that little rumble of the, the Harley. Yeah, Harley has done a nice job of tuning that engine oh, yeah. to sound. I mean, and there's just, there's a, there's a guttural, instinctual, like, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That's you, and you know it's coming. That's the great <laughs> part about it. And that and that's the iconic thing is the, yeah. the sound has stayed the same over the years. They've developed yeah. so much new technology, but they know we yeah. got to have the right Harley rumble. Yeah, got to have the right Harley. That's why I wonder, I wonder how Harley will do with the electric bikes. I know they've been messing with they've it. They've been playing around with it, yeah. Um, but, I mean, the speed you get from electric, sure. great. But that's not what you're looking for with the Harley. It's no. the experience. It's the sound, yeah. Yeah, and the sound. And also, can they make sure that the electric stuff gets so hot that you can still burn yourself on the pipes? Because <laughs> <laughs> Lord knows yeah. I've done a couple of All that. All that stuff. But no, that's the, great. But the 1977, I mean, I was thinking about this as I'm, I'm going down the, the road at mm. a legal speed limit, I'm sure. Of course. Um, uh, 1977, same engine, mm. same same carburetors as original. It's all, And it just started up and went. I hadn't ridden that thing since last season, at least. That's one of those... Key indicators, they don't make things like they used right? to. Right? Yeah. When you look at those older things, yeah, you buy something new, yeah, and it's so finicky where you're like, oh, well, I got to make sure that I put this in, do this, and yeah. change the battery, and and all these fluids. It's like, no. Yeah. You can have that, you can blow the dust <laughs> off of it and then start it right back up. That's exactly what I did. Exactly awesome. what I did. Because the battery, I did change out the battery. Uh, because I mm -hmm. stripped down this bike, I cut all the excess metal off of it. I, I, I made it a brat. If if you're familiar Ooh. with it, yeah, it's got a breadboard seat on it, so you feel every single bump in the road. But it's got a low profile, so it's fun. But the battery, the battery was original and it weighed 20 pounds or something, oh, of course. something crazy like that. So I, it's I made it, of wood. It's made of wood. <laughs> there are a couple of <laughs> couple of squirrels in there pedaling yeah. really fast every time you mm -hmm. want to start. No, but the the battery was old. It was it was heavy, and they don't keep a good charge in Michigan winters. No. But but so I switched over a few years back to a lithium. Ooh. Battery. It's lightweight. It keeps the charge forever. And it's got this special little button on it that says, okay, if you if your battery died, you dummy. If you didn't put a battery tender mm -hmm. on it, you can hit this button and it gives you one more charge to start up. Oh. Yeah, I didn't even need to use that though, because it, it had its charge going. So does Ken Lundberg have a leather jacket? <laughs> I do. Okay. Got a couple of them. Does it have like your name on it? No, 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 no. Low profile. The leather is important because you don't want road rash when you fall off your bike. I love how you have a logical explanation for having a leather jacket. No, just say it's cool. It is, well, it's hot. It's cool. It's functional. Yeah, it's definitely hot yeah. for sure. But but we um, speaking of motorcycles, we did take a drive by Redbud this weekend. Ooh, holy mackerel! I heard that there was place an accident on the, on, oh no. on the during the race. Really, like the first turn. There was a, oh. a, a little crash. Was it a pileup? Did they all like... I don't know. I think everybody's okay, but oh, I think good. they're sure there was a little bit of... Because if it's like on the first turn, that's where everybody's first yeah. starting out. So yeah, it's all, it all gets clustered up there. So, uh, But oh my goodness. I mean, if busy. you've never seen... So if you've driven by Redbud, you know there's the track there yeah. and there's this huge... Seemingly um, questionable. Why is this huge area around mm -hmm, the track mm -hmm. fenced off? 
acres and acres and acres of, of open area. Well, not a sp green spot to be seen. Mm -hmm. The whole thing was filled with trailers and That's motorcycles awesome. and people. And there was a Whirlybird helicopter above that was, I'm sure, providing some kind of webcast coverage. But it was a it was a madhouse. That's so cool. And very orderly, I might say. Oh, an orderly madhouse. Congratulations I like that. to once again the Berrien County Sheriff's Department for keeping everything in order. They have the sheriffs out there directing yeah. traffic, pulled up, you know, we're on Red Bud and and uh you know, slow down for the officer. He says, You going to park? No, I just going through. All right, have a great day. Yep. That's it. It's a well oiled machine, it just like is. your uh your your motorcycle. That's there. right. Brum, brum. And what's also, uh, and, and it's a work of art, I would say, too, uh, as we transition to the Crazzle Art Fair on the Bluff is happening this weekend. You know, with this short week that we're having, yeah. you know, it, it flies right by. And in just a couple of days, that's right. we're going to have the Crazzle Art Fair on the Bluff. It's going to kick off the block party on Friday. I think I'm going to be there. Yeah, this weekend, annual Crazzle Art Fair on the Bluff. Crazzle Art Center Marketing Manager Matthew Bizzo tells us the fair is Saturday, Sunday. The fun really kicks off Friday with the block party. Uh, they'll have live music, mm -hmm. food, drinks. You can get your tickets to the block party online. Uh, as for Friday and Saturday, there'll be all kinds of art for sale. From uh, around the country, artists come, they flock. This is one of the big deals. Yeah, it's juried too. So they go through a big process to to get into this thing. So it's the best of the best. Yeah, yeah. So let's see, admission to the fair, $5. Proceeds fund Krazzle programming all year long. Mm -hmm. And last year's event attracted more than 19,000 people. It's wow. huge. It is. It's and huge. That's another thing to keep in mind that the art fair is happening so if you have plans to go down to downtown St. Joe for anything beyond <laughs> the art fair, uh, just know there will be, there's a lot of congestion plan. because there's a lot of people there. Yeah, plan accordingly, plan accordingly. And, uh, but this is, I mean, it's an amazing art fair. I think we're two weeks in front of Ann Arbor's art fair, but this arguably rivals that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be good. I always, And hopefully, crossing my fingers, I haven't looked at the forecast, but it, should be decent weather too. Yeah, I hope it's I hope it's like t-shirt slash sweatshirt type of cool, yeah. refreshing. That'd be nice. Yeah, bring like a bring a light jacket yeah. for just in case just as in case. as the evening gets uh, as it gets darker outside and you get ready for like the Lake Breeze Music Festival and all that stuff. That's this Saturday too. I know, busy week, oh man. Oh my gosh, Our and a short week. Yeah, yeah, we had a good conversation with uh, the headliner there, Vincent Angala. Yeah, Vincent Angala, and uh, he's he's young. But as he told us, he has an old soul mm -hmm. and really is ready to kick it out. Oh, he's going to be great. So Saturday. Yeah, should be a good one. Is it Wednesday yet? Yeah. Oh, it is Wednesday. It is Wednesday. Hey, nice. That's not, you can't even call it hump day anymore for no. people that like to call it hump day, which I I despise people that are like, <laughs> oh, it's hump day. Hump day. Uh, hump day. <laughs> oh, halfway there. It's like, it's the same camp of people that are like, <laughs> Oh, somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Then what day do you actually like? Yeah. Fridays? Yeah. Oh, even Fridays. Sometimes people are like, oh, man, it's Friday. I'm not doing anything today. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a Tuesday, Thursday fan. Those Dude, are my days. Those are, those are your favorite days? Those are my favorite days. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Saturday's pretty nice, too. Yeah. Thursdays Thursdays are a great day. Because you, you, I feel like okay, I should have accomplished a lot of stuff by this time in yeah. the week. Yeah, and got the weekend coming up. And Thursday's great because nobody 
plans meetings on Thursdays. Oh. If you notice, a lot okay. of times you get jam packed with a Monday meeting. Yeah. And then Tuesdays are usually when they, you know, managers and all these other people are like, hey, you know what? Monday's too busy. We yeah. got a lot of jam packed meetings Monday. So why don't we just roll those over to Tuesday? Yeah. Maybe those are our smaller team meetings. Yeah. And then, th but Thursday, they're just like, you know, you've already, you've already put the wheels in motion from those Monday, Tuesday meetings. Yeah. So by Thursday, you're pretty good. Yeah. Thursday's like the new you're Friday. You're just rolling. Yeah. I mean, I know there's businesses that are like, we have meetings every single day. And then there's other businesses that are like, yeah, we don't do a lot of meetings. <laughs> I, you, you mentioned about the, the, somebody's got a case of the Mondays. I used to be very happy about Fridays. Mm -hmm. And there was somebody at work who would always say, you know, I'd say, hey, oh, it's Friday. Thank goodness. And he'd say, inevitably, oh, yeah, just 48 hours till Monday. Oh. <laughs> Did you punch him in the face? No. <laughs> I would have. No. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about some of the uh, the things over the weekend. I uh, want to talk a little bit about hot dogs. Uh, hot dogs. Because there's a lot of, there's a, hot dogs have been hot in the news lately. They have. Hot dogs and toppings for hot dogs. Okay. So, so we're going to have to dive into that in oh just a boy. moment. But I do want to tell you about my good friend Tom Austin and the folks at Austin Tax and Financial. And they're uh, very busy, so busy that, that Tom doesn't even have time to be on the show. Uh -oh. um, he's taking a little summer break, but uh, he is not taking a break from helping you take the fear out of your future. Uh, for a lot of people, you know, if you're going to, re to retirement years or even just planning for retirement, that a sense of excitement, whether it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or hey, you're retired, so you don't need to matter what day it is. Uh, but if you are getting your retirement years, there's that anxiety when you make that decision. Going from working and saving to not working and spending can be a little bit scary. You know? And the folks at Austin Tax and Financial are there to help take the fear out of your future. Understanding the connection between your money and taxes can be key to your retirement. Also, the stock market's all over the place, so keeping track of that and making adjustments to the risks that you might have with the stock market is pretty important to consider when you move into those retirement years. When to elect Social Security, another important component to everybody's retirement plan. There are hundreds of ways that you can uh, elect your Social Security benefits, and that just may, may be too many to handle for you. But those folks at Austin Tax and Financial can help. Additionally, 85% of your Social Security benefits can be taxed without proper planning. Tom Austin and Austin Tax and Financial can help in sorting out all of these things and more with 20, over 25 years of experience in the financial business and a history of helping others navigate the waters of money and taxes. Tom Austin and the folks at Austin Tax and Financial are there to help. You can learn more by going to their website at austinfinancial.us. Austin Tax and Financial located at 715 Columbia Avenue in St. Joseph. And you can reach Tom at 269 429 one five eight five and Tom Austin is an investment advisor representative of Capital Apps Asset Advisory Services LLC, a registered investment advisor. Opinions expressed on the program not necessarily reflect those of Capital Asset Advisory Services. Topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. Listeners always encouraged to discuss their specific needs with the appropriate professional, and we certainly hope that that professional is Tom Austin. Thanks, Tom Austin. Uh, you know, over the weekend, uh, 
Did you have any hot dogs? You said you had some uh, some <laughs> vegan vegan dogs. Oh yeah, they were so good. Tell me about these vegan dogs. They were what so are on good. them? So I mean, there are a number of different brands you can buy out there, but yeah. it's got the look of hot dogs. In some cases, arguably the consistency of hot dogs. It's made of w basically soy. It's protein. like a soy tube. It, it's a tube of soy, and uh, it's just delicious. It's just delicious. You get the hot dog, you know, texture, the flavor. Mm. It was really the good. The essence? The, the essence of the hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> but, wow. uh, you know, it satisfies the grill. You know, the, grilled up some hot dogs, grilled up zucchini. What else? Eggplant. It was good. Very nice. Yeah. I had, I had the other day, um, yesterday, I made, uh, and I I know I have uh, somebody to back me up on this. Okay. Jocelyn can, can concur with me. Um, I made the perfect drumsticks. Oh, Chicken drumsticks. Do tell. Uh, but she she did a lot of the work. Okay. And this is what guys or anybody that is the grill, the person on the grill. <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. You claimed you made the perfect I drumsticks. I made them, but I got but the assist. she did the work. I got the assist. <laughs> okay. You know, like I scored the points. I made the basket, but. But she, she moved the ball down the court. She moved the ball down the court okay. and she passed the ball right, and sorry. set me up. So she did the marinade. It's like a okay. really good uh, combination of. I guess you'd call it an Asian marinade with oh, yeah. soy and all this other stuff. Okay. So she did that, and then I put them on the grill. But I, I cooked them to perfect temperature okay. and perfect juiciness, so that was fantastic. So she was like, man, these are really good. <laughs> but anybody that grills, yeah. I do want to say this, is that you, if you are the griller, you didn't actually make dinner. You just heated the meat. Oh, that's not true. That's that's all you did. Though. That's not true. You've but, got you've got to get it to the right consistency. Right, but you, did you did you pat the own your own burgers and all these or different make the things hot dogs? No. and make the hot dogs? No, you just heat the meat. <laughs> did you make the potato salad side and all of that? No, most of the time you just heated the meat. Well, but wait a second. I mean, let's let's take the hamburger for instance. Maybe you didn't make the hamburger, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, you know, arguably, a lot of great stuff can go into the mixture—breadcrumbs, egg, yeah. Worcestershire, all that fun stuff. But if the if the hamburgers turn out poorly, if you cook them to a charcoal crisp, you, the you ruined dinner. Yeah. So either you made it or you didn't. Okay. I don't know. That's make, my. You argument. make a good valid <laughs> argument there. <laughs> But it is always so funny to me when people are like, oh, man, this dinner is fantastic. Thank you, person that did all the grilling. And then the other person, it's like, wait a minute. I made the signs. I did this. I did this. I got rid of, I got all the uh, the toppings all set and ready. And that person just heated the meat. Have you ever had good German potato salad? Oh, absolutely. I and am German. so I know <laughs> this. And with, with bacon grease? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. My, my grandmother was the one of the head cooks at the Kickers Club. And oh. everybody that it was a Kickers Club oh. member for the last, I don't know, uh, back from the this from the start all the way until probably the <laughs> mid night mid to late nineties can yeah. attest they were making some good potato salad oh. over there. When, when, so back when I during my carnivore omnivore days, yeah. I discovered the recipe for German potato salad. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. You rendered bacon mm -hmm. and just poured all that fat. Oh yeah, into man. The, I mean, that's why better, it's so good. A better potato recipe, potato salad recipe, there is not. No, that's delicious. Uh, it's probably one of the reasons why it's served warm most of the time. Oh, okay. Because you don't want it. You don't want to let the secret <laughs> out of the bacon. Oh, was that a secret? Was I not supposed no, to I tell that? I don't know. Okay.
No, probably not. If you found it on the recipe, May mayonnaise and and bacon fat. But I do want to talk more about hot dogs because there okay. was this there was this debate that was floating around the internet about the where you store your ketchup. This oh. was like a viral thing of do you store once you open the ketchup, do you put it back in a in the pantry cabinet or do you put it in the fridge? Let's get to go in the fridge. Yeah, that, I mean that's where I put it. Yeah, but uh, there's been a whole lot of debate on that. Um, but when it comes to toppings, when you're uh, when you're putting, do you put ketchup on a hot dog? Uh, I I did yesterday. You did yesterday. I'm sorry, I did. Okay. Yeah. Because the it was out. It was out. Stephanie set it out, and I said, "This is a test, isn't it?" And I I just put it on there anyway. Because you see pictures of it, or you see video, and people yeah. when they're when they're trying to show off the ballpark hot dogs, usually right. they're putting ketchup on yeah. it. Yeah. But the president of the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council says no one over 18 should be putting ketchup on hot dogs. Yeah. Uh, but there was a poll that found 25% of us prefer ketchup over mustard on a hot dog. Another 32% like both equally. I I do the combination yeah. sometimes. But most of the time, if it's a brat or a, or a hot dog... Usually mustard, but yes. I used to be a just ketchup. Wow. So I agree. I agree with that completely. Before I was 18, I was gravitating towards ketchup. Yeah. And then I switched over to mustard. Yeah. I, I, I love mustard. It's got to have mustard on it yeah. for sure. Um, adding the ketchup. Okay. I can do that. I can do with or without. It's just, it's a nice little sweet thing. But I, I was messing around. I put a horseradish on it. Ooh. Ketchup, mustard, brown mustard. Um, no sauerkraut or yes sauerkraut? I did not put sauerkraut on it, but if I had a sausage, I would put sauerkraut on it. I love so sauerkraut. So if you do a hot dog, you'd you no sauerkraut? Typically no sauerkraut. Really? Yeah. I mean, because the, the hot dog and the sauerkraut, it seems like it, it, the sauerkraut might overpower mm. the hot dog. See, I was thinking that's why I asked sauerkraut because you said horseradish. And yeah. I thought, man, horseradish and sauerkraut, <laughs> you got some tang going on. But I, but then we have these uh, pickles. They're called sucker punch or something like that. But they're really good. and They've got a nice dill tang to them. Mm. Put a, I put a spear right on top of the hot dog. Oh, nice. So it's like a, a kind of Chicago, yeah. but more like, hey, I'm over here uh, like... I know people that live in Chicago, kind of Chicago dog. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't a Joey Chestnut type dog eating weekend, but I did have I think four hot dogs this weekend. They uh they had some rain that they were dealing with over they there. Did. Uh so I don't know if they did they end up doing it inside? They, uh I don't know what they did. They held it up for 2 hours and Joey Chestnut won again, right? Yeah. 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 62 62 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Mhm. Mm 10 minutes, 62 hot dogs. Yeah, all for just 10 grand. That's all they get when they win the Nathan's that Famous Hot Dog really Contest. Low. Really low. Mm -hmm. 10 grand. There was a study, though, when it comes to hot dogs, uh, as we wrap up this hot dog conversation. <laughs> I could talk hot dogs all day. I love hot dogs. But a study by the University of Michigan says that eating a hot dog can shorten a person's healthy life by up to 36 minutes. Oh, so do you do the math? Sixty-two hot dogs. That's uh, oh man, he took years off of his life. Wow. Um. So not good. No, no. And I don't know how they stay so thin. I'm pretty sure. Um. I know what they do right afterwards. Oh no. I, I've I, at least some of them. Oh, I've, I've no. seen what I've heard. What they do right afterwards. You don't just let it digest. You no. just let it come back up. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. 
Some of them. I can't can't speak for all of them. Yeah. But I know uh, Kobayashi was one of the big... Eaters. Don't they just dip the whole thing in the like the water or lemonade or something the buns, like that? The buns. The buns are they dip them in water or lemonade? Yeah. Is that to get rid of the air? I don't know. There's some. There's a lot of technique involved. <laughs> I'm just one of those that just enjoys eating a hot dog. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, in ten minutes, maybe I'll eat two. Uh, yeah. I just uh, enjoy it. They're delicious. That's amazing. Savor they, the flavor. Savor the flavor. Onions. Sometimes, okay. not all the time. Okay. But yeah, do throw some sauerkraut on. I do a, I do hot dog or or a bratwurst. Mm. So yum. Sorry for making everybody hungry right now. It's we'll, breakfast time. We'll, we'll move on. Bre- a breakfast hot dog would be delicious right now. That's a good idea. 